Welcome to the Booker's Alliance podcast, where we hold the pencil and the pencil is power. Coming at you right now is your host, Marky Mark, along with the man, the myth, the legend, Frank Donaldson. Join us as we discuss the ever-changing landscape of professional wrestling. So hang on tight, you jabronis, and enjoy the ride. All right, welcome in, welcome in, everybody. Pull yourself up a ringside seat for our podcast today. We are doing a continuation of our series on WrestleMania 39 called The Story So Far, where we are going through breaking down some of the matches that are lined up. So we uh, want to bring this to you today. So your host here, Marky Mark, along with my other host, Frank. How we doing today, Frank? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's still in WrestleMania season, so I'm still in the happiest time of my life. So let's, let's get to getting it. Uh, we had some major developments since the last show in the Cody Roman match, but we're not going to talk about those today. We have sworn ourselves because we talked so much about it last time. So, you know, the exciting stuff, we may we may recap it at a later date, but not today. We're moving into some other matches that got to be discussed. There we go. There we go. So I want to kick off today's topic with uh, one of the women's championships. Uh, this one will be for the Raw Women's Championship. This will be Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Nobody's ready for Asuka. Nobody's ready for Asuka except possibly the EST of WWE. That girl is the strongest, the fastest, the baddest, the finest. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Oops. Get a little carried away, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I had that girl fine. Montez, Montez Ford, a lucky man. That, that's a lucky man. I, that's all I can say about that. I'll leave it at that. That's a lucky man. All right. So, really, not a lot of backstory on, you know, on this. I, I don't recall many storylines in the past where these two have kind of been put in there against each other. Oh, well, you know, coming into the new year, remember they were doing the little tag team thing with her and Alexa and, uh, you know, they're doing their three-way thing against uh, damage control. I, that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, her and Alexa kind of had the falling out after the, after the team dissolved, you know, and they wrestled for the championship and now Alexa's gone and, now Oscar's getting her turn, so it just, you know, not outside of storylines, just as a business thing, it kind of seems like they told Oscar and Alexa, like, hey, you know, we need you guys to kind of be the backup for Bianca here, but we'll pay you back on the back end, so now they're getting their payoff, but pretty damn good payoff there for Oscar. I mean, you know, WrestleMania right? match against the, against the champ. Not a bad way to, you know, get paid back for your work, so right. not horrible, but yeah, there, as far as TV storylines... They haven't really invested a lot of time into the match yet, so maybe we'll get there. Uh, but up till now, you know, they're kind of doing their own thing elsewhere. Yeah. So um want to bring into our discussion here. So, Frank, what was one of the things that I had been saying and been saying and been saying about Asuka forever? What have uh, you had well, to hear me preach? Yeah, so that's history. So we'll, <laughs> that, that's my thing. I'll bring up the history. Um, I knew, I, knew, I know you had mentioned Asuka's previous incarnation before her WWE days, uh, you know, the gimmick that she was doing in Japan and things like that. And, you know, and it looks like they're leaning more that way. I'll let you get into the specifics of it, because like you said, you're on top of that. Yeah, but. So so Asuka's character in New Japan, I don't know if you pronounce it, Kana, Kana, I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, but that character that she had over there was something that was 
uh, a sight to behold. Uh, she was vicious. And I mean, when I say vicious, I'm not talking about Sid vicious. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about vicious as in AJ Styles bulldog mentality vicious. Okay. Like she would latch into an opponent and just not let go. Um, in, in New Japan, their thing was strong style. Yep. Um, and if anybody has ever seen strong style in New Japan or wrestling Noah, you know what I'm talking about. It is very stiff form of professional wrestling. You're not out there to hurt each other, but you are out there to be impressive. And it was how they honor it and what they call it. It's called the spirit of the fight. Okay. And basically, when she was that form of herself there in New Japan, she was a combination of, if you've seen Shinsuke, how he fought yep, in New yep. Japan, uh, Tajiri, how he fought back in the day, the Japanese buzzsaw. Okay. Um, she's very quick, very concise, very fluid, very powerful. That was her incarnation there in um in the uh, new Japan. So to see her bring that to WWE, dude, I'm all for it. It, It's, it's, I'm hoping they eventually unleash this version of Oscar. Yeah. Well, it definitely sounds like an interesting fold, uh, a you know, ruffle to her feather over there. You know, if she can get, you know, a different aspect of her character and bring that kind of, you know, that kind of intensity into a match, it definitely sounds like it's something that'd be interesting to watch. I'll be completely honest with you. It seems like that's what she would need to bring, you know, to uh, against a you know competitor the caliber of Bianca. I mean, you know, Bianca's on a hell of a run right now. You know, she's about to hit a year mark of being champion at WrestleMania. That'll be her year, and I mean, she's had a great run this time. You know, the first run after she beat. Uh, uh, I wanted, I damn, I wanted to call her Sasha Banks, but that woman doesn't exist. Anymore. Oh, she don't exist anymore. Uh, so after she beat uh, Mercedes Monet back in uh, back in WrestleMania, you know she kind of had a uh, it was kind of a you know just kind of an offbeat run. You know she wrestled, she you know she defended the title. It was just funky though. You know it, it, there there was she wasn't really in any key storylines. You know Sasha left right after, so she couldn't partner right back up with her. The storylines just weren't that interesting, and then you then you bring Becky Lynch back after her after her pregnancy leave and whatnot. She beats her in less than a minute. You know that that's not how you stamp a champion. That's not how you you know make a new character. Right. That almost buries a character. I mean, that was almost as bad as when Brock beat Kofi for the belt after Kofi Mania. You know, a summer of Kofi Mania. It takes you down that line of thinking, and it's just like, ugh, why? You know, why are we doing that? So for her to get a good run this year, have a good title reign, Oscar would have to bring a new a, a new fold to her character to be able to compete with somebody on Bianca's level now. Absolutely, and I think they they started tapping some of that mentality though when she was in NXT. Yeah, you know they yeah. they tried to to push that narrative, especially when she was just unbeatable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, you know, the moniker, nobody's ready for Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think she's still the longest reigning female champion over in NXT. So, yep. you know, she definitely had a lot of character development there, but as we've noticed with a lot of NXT characters, you know, once they get that call up to the main roster, they get kind of watered down and possibly overproduced. I mean, you know, she got called up during the Vince era. So, 
We know there was going to be some overproducing going on with her, you know, with her limited English and all that when she first started. You know, they were going to overproduce her some way or another. And then the watering down, you know, they don't they don't bring that kind of intensity. You know, K.O. was a monster in NXT. Right. Then when he came up to the main roster, you know, he kind of watered down a little bit. So, you know, it's just kind of the, you know, the nature of the beast, or at least it was, you know, but being able to bring some of that. NXT Oscar back to the WWE now with Triple H in charge definitely makes for a more interesting character. That's for sure. Yeah. So let's switch gears. Let's talk a little bit about Bianca. So Bianca too, within her own right was a beast yeah. uh, in, in NXT. Yep. Um, I don't think we've quite seen anybody um, come in with as much natural gifted ability as she has and just be green. Like, yeah, not this way. No, no. <laughs> I mean, she was track and field. She yeah. was power lifter, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And I, was she discovered by Mark Henry? I, mean, I think he had some, I think he, I definitely know he played some part in her bringing and getting her introduced to the business. Right. You know, I mean, he definitely referred her to WWE like, Hey, you know, this girl's really got something. You guys better keep an eye on her. But like you said, you know, there's been a lot of natural athletes to come down the pike. You know, as far as the women's side, Charlotte was a natural athlete. You know, when she came in, she was a gymnast and volleyball. So she had been a lifelong athlete, but she wasn't as green as Bianca simply for the fact that she'd been around the business her entire life. From day one until the day she broke in, her life had wrestling in it. So she, you know, she wasn't, completely new to this thing, you know, as like a Bianca was, like you said, Bianca had done every, you know, athletic, you know, avenue that was available to her coming up, but you know, she didn't have an end wrestling. So, yeah. But I I think though, um, I guess, uh, there's been some discussion in the past about, you know, Oscar on the mic, the language barrier. Uh Uh, maybe that's why there's not been, too much story between the two yeah you know but the story that i see between the two if we're going to put a story in there together we are the bookers alliance after all somebody's got to do it why not us right but i mean the story between the two that i see is the parallel the similar how how you know they they're both considered the best in their class so to speak so you know bianca came in i don't think her and Asuka really I don't think they mixed it up in NXT did they no 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 I uh, I think by the time Bianca got to NXT I think Asuka had already left NXT right I think she was on the way out I know Bianca had her hurdles that you know she never could overcome down in NXT but I don't think that was Asuka so I'm not an NXT nerd like you know (laughs) like like I am a WWE nerd you know I know all the stats in WWE so I don't know them all in NXT the same way but yeah, I don't think they ran into each other. We we'll have to get we we'll we might have to come back to that one. That that yeah. that's a possibility. That one's up in the air. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, I, I I am interested in this match. I am interested in seeing the outcome. Uh, as far as Bianca, um, you know, being the EST, I don't know that necessarily she's the EST in this situation. I don't know if she's the best i think this version of oscar is a version we've not seen yet 
I think in this version, could they be blending some of what was in New Japan with a WWE flair and a WWE style? You know, I I don't know that we know what to expect. Therefore, I don't know that Bianca knows what to expect. No, I mean, and, you know, it's going to be interesting. I, I will tell you, Asuka is going to have to bring everything she's got to be Absolutely. the best out of that match because I feel like Bianca is going to bring everything that she has. But one thing I will tell you is, the old way, you know, we talk about a lot on here, you know, the old way versus current, the old way, the the winner already, you know, we would have known the winner a month ago. You, It would have been so right. obvious that, you know, it was slapping you in the face. If you didn't realize it, then you weren't really a good fan. The upside of it is now a match like this, A, it has the potential to be a sleeper match. I mean, this could steal, this could take this, you know, this could steal the show. Could be Steamboat Savage. It could turn out to be that way. These two, you know, these two women, if they could put together a good, nice storytelling match, you know, with good athleticism, good wrestling, both of them have the capability to do both. This could, this could turn out, this could turn out to be one of those sleeper matches that steals the show. Yep. All right. Put you on the spot. Who are you picking? If I had to pick today, I would say give me Oscar because Bianca's been champ for a year. I, and, and it, I see it being time to f- switch things up a little bit. All the champions in WWE right now have been champs for a long time. I feel like WrestleMania, you know, is, is that reset time. I feel like putting the belt on Oscar with a little, you know, maybe like the mist or something like that, you know, outside interference, perhaps something, you know, that can bring this carry the story along. I feel like having Bianca chase the title from Oscar is a better storytelling mechanism than having Bianca being the champion and Oscar chase. So for me, old WWE, I would say Bianca retains. Okay. And I would say that because of the promo tour she's about to take for this reality show that her and Montez has going on. Current WWE though, I'm going to pick Oscar as well. Okay. I'm going to pick Oscar because I think, there's going to be a changing of the guard. I think we're going to finally get to see this Oscar championship run that we wanted to see from her NXT crossover to the main roster. All right. So look at going, that. We agree we on agree. one there. That, hey. That's a first. That's we, a first. <laughs> now we know that doesn't make for the most compelling of radio shows here, but you know, the way we get there, if you really think about it, the way we get there, I mean, there's a lot of things that are leaning towards Oscar. So, Hey, that's where we're going. Yep. All right, so let's switch gears. Let's talk about the other women's championship match. And, of course, this would be between Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Ah, mommy. Ah, mommy. All right. <laughs> that lucky dog. Ah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, the only guy that can get engaged in the real world and then get paired up with Rhea Ripley in the fake world. I mean, yeah, hell. <laughs> Pay, pays to be a legacy, I guess. Yep. So this one, though, um, whereas Bianca and Asuka did not have backstory, this one's got some backstory. Oh, yeah, yeah. This these, got these good two, backstory. These two have faced off before. Yep. And I, you know, and that that was where Rhea came in as champion. Charlotte came in to overthrow her, and she did. You know, made Rhea tap out. Uh, a lot of backstory to that, but they were kind of in that stage where they were trying to elevate Rhea. But again, old guard. You know, as we've been saying, they were trying to elevate her. Then ah, let's pull her back real quick. You know, we got a guaranteed thing with Charlotte Flair here. We're just gonna stick with that. But you know it isn't like that now. We're we're looking at a completely different era now. That's not to say I'm you know I'm not saying who I'm picking. I'm not saying I'm picking Rhea. 
I'm just saying Rhea's got a lot of momentum behind her right now. You know what she's doing with the New Day. I mean, I'm sorry, the the <laughs> New Day. Yeah, the, damn, the New Day. Good <laughs> Lord. If, I'm not, so I don't want to. I don't even want to speak that into existence because I already know what Xavier Woods did with the last goth looking no, chick. No, we was, can't go there. We're family friendly. Oh, so we are. No. We can't go there. <laughs> All righty then. All right, let's bring it back. Let's bring it down. Let's bring it down. Let's bring it down. <laughs> So what Rhea Ripley's doing right now? I got I got to get composed here. Now that, that story was you got about hot to, flustered. Did you yeah, get hot there? That story was get about to flustered. go a long uh, way the wrong way. So you talking about the Judgment Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But that no, that story was on its way to get taking our 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 happy little PG thirteen rating way off into NC seventeen. Yeah, but yeah, and, and, and all, all we're going to say, everybody, is if you know, you know. Oh yeah, if you know, you know, and if you don't know, look it up. But it's moving on. But yeah, so what Rhea's doing now, I mean, is, you know, it's magic. It's basically saving that faction. I yep. mean, you know, because they haven't had a lot of wins in, in high, you know, in high profile magic. You know, Edge has beaten all of them countless times. I mean, you know, he's beaten them on every pay-per-view since they broke <laughs> up. I'd actually like to see Edge go back to that group and rescue right. that group. But that's a different podcast. That's a different match for a different time. But yeah, what mm-hmm. Rhea's been doing with Judgment Day the last few months, you know, and the whole mommy character and all that is great and i feel like we haven't really gotten that same development from charlotte's return you know charlotte returned first night back beat ronda rousey for the belt that she had dropped to ronda nine months before okay it happened you know charlotte's now 14 time champion i mean that's kind of its own story and the fact that you know she's held that title more than any other woman and you know she's chasing her dad's record so she's got her own story in there but I mean, just Rhea's story is compelling right now. You know, it is good TV. Yeah. So that match, you know, like you said, with the backstory that they're bringing into it and where they're both at currently, that brings a lot of meat to the bone on that. So as good old JR would say, that brings some steak with that sizzle. So, <laughs> I'm, uh, But yeah, I'm definitely interested to see that match. That's going to be some good stuff. Yeah, and, and as we were talking about before with um, Bianca and with Asuka, the parallels – uh-huh. Uh, there's parallels all over the place between oh, yeah. Rhea and Charlotte. Oh yeah. Um, sometimes it's like looking at a mirrored image. Yeah. Um, these. I'm sure you've seen how Rhea changed her look from when she first came to NXT. Absolutely. She almost was a carbon copy of Charlotte. So I mean, I don't know if anybody's made an as as an as extreme of a image change as Rhea did, but I mean, it was for the best. For her. now, she you know she doesn't look anything like any of the other women in WWE right now, and that's a good thing. Yep. And I think stylistically in the ring, they're both very powerful. Yep. But I think what they bring to their style of fighting, though, they have a dominance when it comes just to body size, body type. Yep. And there's not really anybody else in there that matches up with their style. Nope. Because, I mean, if you look at their body types, they are Beth Phoenix. They are China. Yep. It, it is that type of just a dominating yeah. force. Yep. And which makes them a good, you know, one-off to each other. You know, it's kind of like that yin versus yang type matchup that you have here, um, who we already talked about, Bianca. She's got that same kind of size. Those are the only three. Yeah. Those, are, those are the three women that have that dominating, you know, athletic build, the size, the strength, you know, they can bring that power game. And that's what's going to make it interesting because Charlotte and Oscar, I mean, Charlotte, Oscar, Charlotte and Rhea are really good workers. 
So, you know, they'll be able to put together a good match. Plus, with their, you know, the differences in their work style will make for some interesting, some interesting moments in those matches, too. The only fear that I have coming out of this match is what is after this for both of them? Because you've seen, I've seen Charlotte work programs with Becky. Uh, I've seen Charlotte work programs with just about everybody that's in there. Yeah. Where does Charlotte go? And I know we've, we've heard these conversations in the past about, well, maybe it's time for them to start stepping up wrestling men. I mean, that's eventually what happened to China. Yeah. I don't want to see any. Yeah. I I, I think if anything, China kind of went the other way based on her document. She started wrestling men and then as her career kind of tapered off, she had to wrestle women. Right. That's another podcast. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't know where they go, honestly, with either one of them after this. Now, I think, I think with Rhea, Rhea has gotten very good at working with people smaller than her. Yep. Um, the match with Liv that, that she had yep. where she put that, um, what is that move that she called? What does she call that? The reverse clover leaf. Yeah. What yeah, is yeah, what does she yeah. call that? I don't know. Uh, it's not a riptide, so no. uh, I don't know. But that move that she did, then she almost turned it into the freaking lion tamer when she put her yeah, knee yeah, on her yeah. neck. I mean, because Liv's so small, right? You know, just so bendable. Out. Well, here we go again. We're going down a podcast we can't do. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Just thinking out loud again. I just thinking out loud again. (laughs) You bring up an interesting point, though. Like, where do they go? So here's one issue that we have. Currently, Judgment Day is on Raw. They're wrestling for the SmackDown title. Mm, True. If Rhea wins the title... I know that I know they've basically done away with the brand split anyway. I mean, you know, everybody kind of goes wherever they want right now as is. But if at some point after WrestleMania you want to stay true to the brand split, do you split up Judgment Day to let Rhea hold the belt over at SmackDown? Or, you know, what do you do with that? So, I mean, that brings up its own version of confusion of, you know, now you're going to have one as a champion on another brand, but she's running with a group that runs Raw because they claim to run Raw. So... If she wins, you know, how does that play out? You know, what do we do with that? So who knows? I don't see Bianca going to SmackDown, so they're not going to flip-flop. You know, they're not switching because you got, you know, you got three Raw people and one SmackDown wrestler in these two matches here. So you're painting yourself into an interesting corner depending on what happens with the brand split after Mania. Right. I don't know. I I mean, obviously, Charlotte, we all think she's going to eventually break the – the record of 16. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, unless you know, Andrade breaks the record first, I mean, you know, that's, uh, yeah. that's your only other option. Yeah, that, that's true. the only option to keep her away from going over true. 16. True. So. <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't, I just don't know. I mean, Charlotte's been uh, anything and everything. We've seen her do it already. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, where else can she go? Right. Uh, with Rhea, there's still a whole world out there that you can explore yeah. as far as matches with Rhea. So, uh, it'd be interesting. So, uh, again, put you on spot. Who are you picking? So, uh, so I mean, so I leaned real heavy into Rhea, you know, into her. Cause like I said, her story is good. You know, her, everything's, you know, everything she's touching right now is turning to gold for her. So, I mean, she's got the Midas touch right now, but, I think at the end of the day, uh, that last point of she's on the wrong brand to have that belt. Honestly, I think that's what's going to keep her away from, uh, you know, achieving this WrestleMania win here that she's looking for. I think it's going to end up going to Charlotte just because I don't see them breaking up Judgment Day for her individual goal. I feel like what they're doing right now is good enough as is. So I, I don't see her picking up that W. 
So I'd I'm love a, to see it, but I don't see it. So I'm gonna I'm disagree. I'm, I'm going with Rhea. We all we almost had we yep. almost had cohesive yep. this year, I'm, but I'm, not I'm again. Going, I'm going with Rhea. Uh, Charlotte's got to get to 16 somehow, and you can't get to 16 if you keep retaining. Well, true, but Charlotte's <laughs> what 34. I mean, she's she's a youngin still. Charlotte's yeah. got a lot. By the time Rick got to 16, Rick was 60, so I mean, he was 50. But he was old, you know. He's an old guy. Like I said, you know, with all that Charlotte has going on right now, I, you know, I think she's only defended that title once since she won it. Does she really only get two, you know, two matches and win one, lose one? After I don't know about that. Like I said, it'll, it'll be interesting, but I don't. I, I think we're gonna have to disagree on. That. I don't think you're gonna sway me on this one. All right, so we'll agree to disagree. All right, on this match, and so let, let's do something that uh, we've not done here yet on the Booker's Alliance. We are. Uh, running out of time, so uh, let's throw in a squash match. You ready? We'll All right, let's match. see what we can get. Here. All right, squash match. Brock Omos. Oh God, <laughs> that match. Uh, All right, quick, quick answer. So it's going to be a quick match. I feel so. I'm going to give a quick answer. I feel like Omos gets the W. I feel like Brock puts over the puts over the young new up and comer on his way supposedly out you know that's the rumor that's out there anybody listening to this has either heard it or has no clue what we're talking about but the rumor that's out there is brock's on his way out so i feel like he puts the big guy over on his way out gives him a w Mm, okay that's all i got to say about that match that's gonna be bowling shoe ugly (laughs) and i'm gonna run out of there like a scalded dog (laughs) so i'm gonna keep our trend going i'm gonna disagree oh my god saying brock goes out on top he squashes over i'm I'm going Uh, and he squashes mvp in the middle of it somehow some way mvp is gonna get squashed oh god yeah and then brock's gonna spit the moonshine back in in in, in mvp's face oh good (laughs) lord none of this sounds appealing to me oh god (laughs) that's gonna be a let me up match i feel like that (laughs) The only question is, how many F5s are we going to get? How many F5s can he do? I mean, you know, <laughs> I know he did one to big. I, he's done them to big shows. So, I mean, he can do it. You know, yeah. looking at Brock, you know, I don't think anybody's going to, gonna, you know, fret over his strength. Yeah. You know, I don't see him having a problem doing Plus, I'm sure they're practicing a lot. So, yeah. I'm sure whatever moves we're going to see, they've done a hundred times by now. So, whether or not whatever they're going to try and do, they've done. Hey, maybe they pass the torch and Omos gets the F5. <laughs> Omos gets an F5. That's going to be the ugliest oh. F5. Oh, my God. If I was Brock, I wouldn't do it. First of all, it's too high up in the air. Second of all, there ain't no way he's going to drop him safely. That, Brock's sitting there going, that don't work for me, bro. Yeah, no, that ain't going to work for him, brother. Oh, no. It's a little creative control. And Brock's going to Brock might walk a little early on that one if that happens. Ugh. All right, so that'll end our squash match, and that will also end our topic for today. Uh, we always, as always, feel free to reach out on our social media avenues. Uh, feel free to hit us up with your thoughts on the matches that we discussed today. And uh, if you agree, disagree, let's have some conversation. All right. As you know, we always say hit us up on the social media. Tell us what your opinions are. We definitely don't have a problem arguing. So, you know, if you got a different opinion, let us know. We'll definitely hit you back and tell you what our opinion is or why we dis- do or don't agree with your opinion. <laughs> All right. With that, everybody, we bid you adieu. WrestleMania. <laughs> peace. Today's podcast was produced by SBP. You can find our podcast on all major podcast platforms. Also connect with us on our social media accounts. Search for The Booker's Alliance on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.